Gaza. A conversation between an Arab supporter A and an Israeli supporter B. A. The Israelis commit genocide in Gaza. B. That seems to be the current Western. However, it's not Western. Jews were persecuted in every country around the world, with the exception of the USA. They face discrimination there here too, but not murder like in others. However, the USA closed their doors to them from time to time, not caring too much what would happen to those rejected. Jews could not trust their host countries. The Germans under Hitler gave the Jews the final push to establish their own country, whose government would protect them. The question was, where? Where can we go? They decided to go to their ancient homeland and establish their own state there. The former Nazi commandant of two extermination camps wanted rec recognition for that. Frank Stangl said, the Jews owe us. We help them to establish their own nation. This kind of logic poisoned his interviewer Gitta Sereni. She got physically sick from Stangl's talks, not just throwing up, she almost died. Thanks God, only almost. Stangl really did die after he had personally acknowledged his guilt. That shows us that communication sometimes is very difficult. And that is the main problem between Arabs and Israelis. There is no real communication. That is not possible because the Arabs want to exterminate the Jews. A. The Jews are the invaders. They were not invited by the Arabs. What do you expect from people who suffer an invasion? B. Do you think the Jews left their homelands voluntarily? They were expelled before and after a long time away decided to come back. They were actually forced to come back to Israel by the Germans. The Arabs should actually complain there, sue, the Germ sue Germany for damages. And by the way, Stangl should not picture the Nazis as developmental helpers for the Jews. These were natural but unintended consequences of the Nazi actions. A. You did not really answer my question. Again, what should the Arabs do against the invaders who took their lands? They have to fight back and make them leave again. B. Well, that's not the only option. But let me state one fact. If one person X does something to another person Y, that's okay for X. But if Y does the same thing to X, then X starts to complain bitterly. The Arabs in the past invaded a lot of other countries. That's okay for the Arabs. But if the Arabs are invaded, then they complain and want to kill the invaders. A. Again, you fail to mention the option, which is not fighting, defend oneself against invaders. B. You just mentioned it yourself, not fighting. Look. 
During the Cold War, I was in the German Army. I was part of the unit which was to reduce the mess caused by nuclear, biological and chemical warfare. A. So you would not fight if the Russians could use this kind of stuff against Germany or threaten to use it? B. No, no, it's not the Russians. Why would they want to make a country uninhabitable they wanted to invade? No, not the Russians, the Americans. If the Russians had invaded Germany through the so-called Fulda Gap conventionally without using weapons of mass destruction, the Americans would use them against Warsaw Pact troops all over Germany. I read that in a German secret army manual which means that the German government had agreed to such a strategy. The Americans would be unable to stop a conventional attack by using conventional means only. A. What did you do? B. I graduated from the German army not as an officer but as a conscientious objector. A. However, in your scenario, a superior force had invaded an inferior one. Here a small, small group of Jews invaded a large group of people, the Arabs. B. History so far shows that this does not mean that the Jews are inferior. But let us assume that they would be pushed to the of, uh, edge of extinction. You can be sure that the Jews will use the same defense in Israel as the Americans would have used in Germany. The Arabs should tread a little more carefully. That would be better for them and everybody else.